Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. This is Tony Denton, also sometimes known as Barryman, with my first podcast in which I outline my experience as a jazz musician using Linux. I've been using Linux for about eight years now, although it's only within the last three or so years that I've gone virtually to 100% Linux. My experience as a jazz musician, however, goes much further back, having clocked up just over 50 years of playing now. First, a bit of history. My start into the world of computing began in 1982 with a BBC microcomputer. The BBC Micro had its own operating system and used a special form of BASIC. It was quite innovatory for the time in that you could add an expansion board piggybacked to the motherboard to take pre-recorded ROM chips with a variety of software programs that could be bought. I supplemented that machine a year or so later with an old ex-business machine made in 1977 by real-time computer systems of Crew in the UK. This machine had Gary Kildall's CPM operating system. Does anybody out there remember CPM? And the input and output to the machine was by means of four 7-inch floppy disks, one for the operating system, one for the application, and two for the data. These two machines, which I still have, served me very well until about 1988, when I ventured into the world of the PC and, with hindsight, became a reluctant Microsoft operating system user. The next dozen or so years saw me using the PC mainly for educational material and for musical composition and arrangements for use in my playing. I used two main pieces of software for the music, Sibelius and Band in a Box, with the occasional use of Soundforge, Cubase and Finale. I also did a bit of web designing and used Macromedia Dreamweaver. Sibelius, Band in a Box and Dreamweaver were the essentials then as far as I was concerned. I first became aware of Linux as we moved into the new millennium and I began to read up as much as I could find out about it. I suppose it was around 2003 that I downloaded my first proper distro, Suzy Linux, and I wound up with six CDs to do the install. How things have come on since that time. Linux has not had a particularly good press over the years, and most of this originated from the days when Linux was seen to be, quote, difficult, end quote. There has been a great sea change since then. Modern distros offer close to the full solution, and certainly do supply everything the average user would need. The press hasn't kept up with that progress, however, and we still hear reports of retailers telling customers that Linux is, quote, difficult, end quote, and to avoid it at all costs. Well, for the next three to four years after installing Suzy, I tried most of the available distros. Damn small Linux, Mandriva, Fedora... Debian, I even spent a fruitless weekend trying to install Slackware. All were interesting in their own way, but I wasn't able to make too much use in those early days. I was aware of Wine as a solution to using Windows-based software, and after installing early copies of Sibelius, Band in a Box and Dreamweaver, I had some limited success. I stuck with it, though, believing in the concept of free and open-source solutions, until I discovered Ubuntu 606. 
Dapper Drake had a range of applications that suited me, and it used the GNOME desktop which felt comfortable. That clinched it for me. I decided to stick with Ubuntu. I installed it on my two desktops and laptop, although I still felt it necessary to maintain the laptop as a dual-boot machine with Windows XP to give me that comfort feeling. I quickly found that I began increasingly to use Linux for all my work, only very rarely using the Windows Petition. I briefly tried VirtualBox, initially with not too much success. My solution for my essential applications was to continue to use Wine. That took care of all my day-to-day requirements. I currently use Ubuntu 10.10 on all my machines and have ditched the dual-boot Microsoft Windows Petition for good. As I still need access to my essential software, though, I decided to look again at using Virtual Machine. The recent Hacker Public Radio podcast by RFAB, HPR0618, on installing XP in a virtual box, gave me the inspiration to make the move and to give VirtualBox another try. Following RFAB's tutorial, I installed VirtualBox on all my machines and everything went smoothly. I now run my essential software in VirtualBox on my desktop and laptops. My present setup comprises the two desktops previously mentioned. One is my daily workhorse and the other an experimental machine where I can try out various things before making them permanent. And I use two laptops, a big 17-inch Sony Vio for the heavy music-related activity and an Asus EEE PC for casual stuff, including some recording when I get round to it. That's where I am up to date. <laughs> As a practical musician, I need to practice regularly using a variety of improvisation techniques and patterns with scales and arpeggios. I make good use of band in a box as a practice aid and to provide suitable backings for songs, technical exercises and particularly improvisation practice. Most of the tunes that come supplied with band in a box are not too much use to me and I almost always have to either rewrite the chords or import new ones and then select a different backing style to get anywhere near what I need for my purposes. I maintain my practice material in a separate folder and I place all my regular practice pieces including backings for scales and arpeggios into that folder. Most backing tracks take the form of a simple piano bass drums rhythm section and the following audio clip demonstrates the kind of thing I mean. Until a few months ago, I was teaching a weekend music class at a local music centre. The students, and I had about a dozen of them at any one time, were all at various stages of ability and played different instruments, clarinet, saxophone and flute. I used backing tracks prepared in band in a box and exported them to a WAV or MP3 file to support each musical instrument in a musical ensemble. By using the band in a box output with Sibelius, I could prepare a score and parts and tailor the parts for the different abilities within the group. Sibelius itself also has an export function that produces output for burning to CD. So I often write a piano part in Sibelius to accompany the solo part, or ensemble, and I have collected quite a series of these accompaniments on CDs which give me the added flexibility in my teaching. 
I am aware of current developments within the Linux community in support of the musical requirement. For example, Rose Garden for MIDI and Lillipond for score writing. But I feel that there is a way to go yet to get the input and output to be more intuitive. I feel that the learning curve is still too great at the moment to be able to say to my colleagues, yes, Linux is now the complete solution. In my next podcast, I'll explain how I record audio and how I use my Linux setup to support my other activities. My website and blog can be found at www.tonydenton.com and I am on Twitter as Tony Denton. My identical name is Barryman and I am occasionally found on IRC also as Barryman. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.